content here is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult a healthcare professional with any medical questions and concerns. If you are experiencing an emergency or need immediate help, call 911. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with our content establish a therapeutic relationship. I just get so angry. It's hard to sit still. I don't want to be this way. My brain just feels all scrambled. Welcome to Scrambled. This is your co-host, Nikki Shields. And I'm Chad Douglas. This is episode 21, FYI, for your information. And we're here to give you a bunch of information. Yes, we are. We have a whole list and I love lists. So get ready. Well, I love information. So we wanted to do this episode because a couple of episodes ago, we talked about I'm on a wait list. Now what? And Nikki, you gave some great information of what you can do as a family and um, talk with your doctor and your primary care provider and stuff. But now we're going to talk about other things you can look for, even if you're not on the waiting list or if you're already seeing a therapist. There are just many different variety of things we can talk about here. Yes. So our hope is to give you some information that is you know, useful to people in, in all areas. Uh, we have books, we have websites, uh, TV shows, lots of different things that, that we feel are helpful on the subject of children's mental health. All right. So where do we want to get started? Do we want to get started on resources for emergencies or just general resources or places to kind of start poking around? Well, I thought we could start today, Chad, by talking about some of the stuff we've already plugged before, just a quick review of some of the things that have come up in previous episodes and then jump into some newer things. So um, as I've said, I think in this, the last episode and then several before I've mentioned helpguide.org and helpguide.org is one of my favorite websites and I, I, it's an organization. They provide free up-to-date current accurate information about health and wellness um, with with a focus on mental health. And it's just, if there's a topic that you are curious about, you can find a very well-written, organized article about it. Each article has links to other things. Um, There are toolkits on there. I just, I'm a huge fan of helpguide.org. So I, I encourage you to check that out. It's, it's just great. Um, and again, lots of mental health, but there's also other health questions and, and different things on there. And they're, it's broken down by age group. So you can get some things for kids and families and teens, adults, older adults. Uh, it's just, it's just an awesome resource. So I encourage you to bookmark that one and have it be your go-to when you have a question about behavior, emotions, health, well-being. All right. So 21 episodes in, and that's the first time I've written down helpguide.org. So I'll check that out. Right. So now we know it takes 21 times for it to click, but that's okay. That's it's like okay. Make, making it a habit, right? <laughs> uh, another resource I know we've talked about before is the book by Oprah and Bruce Perry, and mm-hmm. it is the called What Happened to You? And mm-hmm. we talked about that in one of our early episodes. Um, we have links to that on our website, and you can find it on Amazon or any wherever you get your books. It's just a really good book to read to understand childhood trauma, to understand how your experiences impact you, um, and to really just take like another view of mental health and and how some of our difficulties can develop. And um, they also kind of give you a new framework for looking at things instead of asking someone um, what's wrong with you, you're, you're asking what happened to you and that it just is a more empathetic way to view human dysfunction and human difficulty. So I love that book so much. I do too. And I listen to it on audio and uh, mm-hmm. Oprah and Dr. Bruce Perry read it to you. So you get that element of it too. But it was it was that what you just mentioned that I got most from it was just rephrasing that simple question. A child comes up to you crying. 
And we talked about in our emotion episode early on in the, in the season two, that when you cry, when you're sad, you're asking for help. So instead of putting that word out about what's wrong, what's the matter with you, it's what happened, what happened, why are you crying? That gets the child to open up. And it takes a little practice as a parent because I, I've tried it and a, a kid comes up to you, not even my own kid, because we've talked about me coaching youth and something comes up and I'm like, oh, what's wrong? Uh, what happened? It just takes time. And I feel like now whenever a child is upset and comes to me, my first question is, what happened to you? Mm-hmm. And I usually always get some sort of response. And I don't know that this is an appropriate place for a joke, Chad, but I, I've practiced it so much now that I will ask like my electronic equipment, what happened to you when the, when the <laughs> printer won't spit the paper out? I'm like, what has happened to you? What, what is happening? And what so, kind of response do you get from the printer? Uh, none, literally none. And it, it doesn't spit out the paper. It doesn't, it doesn't tell me what's wrong. I don't know where to go from there. I have to call it every time. It's a whole thing. So, so. works for human children, not yes. so much electronic this equipment. Is, yeah. This is for your, your humans, not your electronics. It, not to jump ahead a little bit, uh, but on Apple TV plus there, there's a, I'll call it a docu-series by Oprah and Dr. Bruce Perry, and they start by interviewing uh, Prince Harry. Is that is he still Prince Harry? Or yeah, I'm not sure with all the title changes and stuff. But talks about him and when his mom died when he was just a youngster, uh, maybe 12, maybe even younger when that happened. And he talks about not properly processing that trauma and having to deal with growing up in the royal family. And then since he did uh, a therapy called EMDR, where it's kind of a, a way to process those memories. And if you think of your brain like a file cabinet, it takes that file that's locked up and puts it in the proper place. And he spoke very, very highly of e- e- EMDR, and they showed some of it on this series. So it's several episodes. They're like an hour 15 mm-hmm. apiece. Very interesting. I started uh, and had my wife watch some of it. And we were, we stopped just short of having my son watch it because we thought it might be a trigger for him mm-hmm. because there's some traumatic things there in his past as well. So I, I do recommend it, but a word of caution before you show a child. But it's, I think it's good for parents, especially those who have dealt with some sort of childhood trauma. Absolutely. And I, I love today that it, you know if, you, if there's a book that's really great, you don't have to read it if you're not a book person. Of course, I want everybody to be book people, but um, that's not within my control. <laughs> I'm not a book person. I'm sorry. Yeah. I wish I was. I mean, it's <laughs> seriously a huge regret in my life that I'm not much of a reader, but thank goodness for audiobooks. That's just it. Audiobooks make it possible to consume material that you wouldn't otherwise touch. And and also there's a lot of YouTube videos and documentaries and things that are made about these concepts. And so I just, I love when people have a good idea. It doesn't have to just be a, a printed book anymore. There's lots of different ways to get it. Nikki, what about things of like fiction? And I'm trying really hard to think of a, a TV show or a movie that I've seen that that deals with mental health issues or anxiety. And it, it might be a bit of a comedy or even a drama, but you, you're still getting something from it. Okay. So I'm so glad you asked. There is a book that I recently read uh, by Frederick Bachman, and it's called Anxious People. It mm. is a novel. So um, definitely not a place to go if you're trying to find out more about mental health. However, it is such a cool story. It is it is just one of the best written, most heartwarming stories I've ever read. And it captures mental health in a way that's very digestible. So, okay. I mean, this, this story covers, you know, divorce, depression, suicide. Like it gets into some really heavy subjects, but in a way that you can sit with it in a way that you can, you, it's not scary. And, you know, a lot of times when I'm choosing a book to read or a movie to watch or a show to watch, I kind of stay away from like intense emotion or high mm-hmm. drama kinds of things, just because, you know, in my work, there's a fair amount of that and I kind of want to break from it. But right, you want to release. This, this book was, was such a cool way 
to to kind of think about those things in a lighthearted way that still honored it. Like it, it wasn't disrespectful to it. It didn't, you know, play it down. You felt it, but in a way that felt safe and, and just kind of gave me new perspectives on things. Um, he's, Frederick Bachman is a terrific writer and all of his work that I've read has been really good. But Anxious People is a great story to just kind of wrap your brain around some mental health stuff. And all, there's several different characters, several different ages, um, and it just covers a wide um, span of, of different mental health conditions okay. or, or experiences. And I, I will say that there is a TV show series based on this book on Netflix called Anxious People. I wasn't able to watch it um, because um, it's in another language, but then with like English What's that called when they dubbing over? Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like a little bit frustrating. And I think because I'd already read the book, I didn't invest that much time in the TV show. But um, if you're a TV watcher, I'm going to guess that they capture those mental health themes very well, too. Yeah. And I, to be honest with you, I started that show because I'm not much of a reader and I couldn't I couldn't get past the overdubbing as well. And I, mm-hmm. I gave it a couple episodes and it was it was just tough. So. You know. yeah, so that would be a case where, you know, if you can get it on audiobook and just, you know, listen to the story as it was yeah. written, I, I think you'll um, have a lot of cool insights about mental health that maybe you didn't have before. So. A movie that we thought of when I was trying to think of one when I asked the question was, and we've talked about it before, is Inside Out, the Disney Pixar <laughs> movie, because it talks all about your emotions and really puts it on a, on a child's level, but also the adult can kind of see it. And it's a very visual, very bright colored uh, movies. So that, I think that's a good one too, that you can kind of physically see what they talk about, like your memory balls yeah. and the way your brain works and anger is the, the guy and he's red because he's, he's mad and jealousy's green. And so good stuff. Yes. I, I love Inside Out. I know I've said that before, but I, I just think it's pretty cool that that like a licensed therapist who's been doing this for a long time. And I watched that movie and I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know that's what emotions did. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an educational experience for Thanks, all. Thanks, John Lasseter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Whoever was behind the Pixar there in the early days. <laughs> well, that's that's a good watch. So if you you have a child with mental health conditions, you know, or symptoms of any kind, I definitely recommend that as a family movie just to get a better understanding of what might be going on in the brain. What about the newest movie there, uh, Turning Red? I know that one's got a lot of controversy surrounding it, but it also talks about real life important stuff. It does. It does. So I at first. You know, I was excited because the the previews for it looked really good, and my kids were excited. And so we we had a whole Friday movie. It's a night cute thing. red panda. Yeah, right. right? That's why like we watched pandas. It. They're adorable. Yeah. Um. And so then, as we're watching it, it did you know make reference to like some developmental things, uh-huh. puberty, things like that. But it wasn't really about that. And and I know there's been a lot of you know I've seen a lot on Facebook and um whatnot that people kind of complain that it the content is not appropriate. But for me, it was, it was about learning to tame really big emotions. And, and puberty is about so much more than like the physiological changes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the emotional changes. And I thought they did a really good job of teaching, you know, that, that, yeah, these feel really big, but you can learn to manage it. And my um, almost 11 year old, you know, she walked away from that movie and there were, there were two big themes that stood out to her. And I promise you, I'm not sitting around talking about movie themes and, <laughs> and whatnot with my kids, but she was like, mom, it's just really cool how they talked about how you can learn to manage your big feelings. And also, you know, how the daughter kind of helped the mother through her own trauma. And I was like, wow, you've been listening to me a little too much, but it was really well done. And I, I mean, I've heard some, some people who have different opinions, but I thought it was, it was a, a really cool way to handle adolescence in a movie. And so kudos to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, what's cool with the, that genre, even that with inside out, it's like you, 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 
I would love to be in the boardroom when the when the the pitch comes about. Hey, I've got this idea, and we're going to talk about your emotions and what they do and how you react and everything. Or we're going to talk about um, going through puberty and and make it a kids movie because I'm sure that was an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet it was. And and just the the. I don't want to say fallout, that sounds negative, but the, the feedback and the critics and, and what people have said about it. Um, it's just, it's fun to see how people can take something and interpret it so differently. But yep. that's why I think, you know, movies like that are awesome because we can all kind of take our own thing from it. And you, you kind of put yourself into whatever you're watching, reading, you know, taking in. And um, I, I definitely think it's, it's worth a watch. Um, I've seen lots of young kids watch it and enjoy it for different reasons than older kids watch it. So, well, I mean, any cartoon Disney movie, whatever, and I think a Shrek, which was mm-hmm. you know like a PG movie and kids loved it and everything, but like there was so much adult humor in it that mm-hmm. the adults enjoyed it too. So, if you yep. can if you can hit both age groups and have a success, then that's. That's why they're sitting on their hill on their millions of dollars, Nikki, and we're in the basement recording a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. True that. True that. Well, there's another uh, book that we've talked about a few times that I'll go ahead and plug once more just because I I really like it. And that is the um, No Drama Discipline book. And Mm -hmm. so um, Bryson and uh, Siegel are the authors. And so they have, um, I'm sure there's a website, but they also have YouTube videos and lots of different resources out there to kind of help. And and the two of them have written other books as well on the subject of uh, parenting from like the brain perspective. So um, I think that's a good one to check out. I know it's on our resources list on our website. And so I just wanted to mention that again, because it's one of my faves. How important is it to look out for these resources? And I love that you're saying like there's books, there's movies, there's YouTube videos, there's websites, there's just all kinds of different mediums. So really the stuff's right out there. You just have to know where to look. But so how important is it to utilize this stuff? I think it's super important. And I, and I think, you know, know what you like, you know, you're not a reader, so you're not like going to be combing the library bookshelves and that's okay. But you also know where to get reliable information that helps you helps your family. And so, you know, figure out what you like and then go down that path. So if you're a video person, there are a bunch of really great videos out there. There's a lot of crap too. Um, you know, and so you have to kind of wade through and, and figure out what's worth like, don't get your mental health information on TikTok. I know that there are a what? lot of really, <laughs> really cool, funny, relatable concepts on there, but like that shouldn't be your primary source. There are some companies and, and, um, you know, providers and different people that, that have TikTok accounts that make material. So in, you know, those kinds of things are great to consume and, but just balance it out with information from other resources. So how do you know if a resource is legit? Um, I I think (laughs) there's probably an article out there I I could find and and tag here, but um, essentially look at like who wrote it. Uh, When was it written? It, what is it a name you recognize? Is it a company, you know, something by Mayo Clinic or Johns Hopkins? Like those are those are things that, you know, if they're attached to it, it it's probably pretty legit. Um, if it's you know fairly recent, it's probably legit. If, you know, you can trace it back to an author, you know, that's a good sign. Um, if it pops up on social media, it might be great. It might not. So you, you kind of have to dig around. Um, what other what tricks do you use to kind of determine if what you're reading is legit or not? like outside the mental health world. I don't read. (laughs) It's like, I don't listen. You forgot. You forgot. (laughs) Well, and it just, I'll pull on my experience as, as 22 years in the, in the journalism field was finding the right sources, getting those names. Like you said, the Johns Hopkins and his um, CDC and Mayo Clinic, getting those kind of um, um, sources and, and making sure they're legit. 
Um, just, I think everything on social media, take with a grain of salt. And that's where mm -hmm. I think you, you need to do your own little research. Don't just expect everything to be at face value. If you see something on Facebook or TikTok that you like, that mm -hmm. kind of intrigues you, then maybe do a little quick search and be like, mm -hmm. how legit is this person? It doesn't take much to find out somebody's not legit with the internet. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think for some people it's just instinctive. You read something, oh, that's junk, but then others might have a harder time. And so, you know, educate your friends and family, help them to, to pick sources of information that are reliable. So um, I have a few more sources of information that are pretty darn reliable. Um, one place that's really great to go and get information about childhood mental health, specifically trauma, and we'll talk about more of this in future episodes, but um, the National Child Traumatic Stress Network, their website is nctsn.org. So that's nctsn.org. And you can get all kinds of information about what trauma is, treatments, practices, trauma-informed care, what that means, how to find it. Um, and they've got a resource list with all kinds of cool things um, to help families, teachers, educators, uh, you know, individuals understand better what's going on. There's lots of research on there. Um, it's just it's just a, a very reliable source of information on childhood mental health. There's also a website, uh, 211.org, and it's also a phone number, just like 911 for emergencies. 211 can put you into contact with like a, a mental health a professional to help you talk through things. And again, if it's, if it's something that's serious, then it needs to be a 911 call. And I think the 211 call would refer you to that if that were the case. But um, that was, that's a pretty interesting website. Again, 211.org. It's with United Way that just kind of um, has all kinds of good information on there. And there's different crisis lines um, to go to some veterans, some LGBTQ, the National Su uh, Suicide Prevention Hotline. So there's different phone numbers and, and things to get. Mm -hmm. And then I like that, you know, it's, it's a phone number, it's a website, easy to remember. Um, there's different tabs. So there's a mental health section that's got specific, you know, mental health links and hotlines and things that you can find in other mental health resources, articles, um, category of child and teen mental health. That's got some really good stuff in it. So um, 211.org is a great place to start if you're not sure where to begin. Yeah, I would say that is a really good place to start. If you get anything from this episode, go to that website and that will... Mm -hmm give you some other, yeah. other things. They, they even, you know, can connect you with places that can help with paying your bills or, you know, rent money or, you know, those kinds of things that it's, it's all kinds of resources. Yeah, that all you encompassing. Need. Really cool idea. And they, they take you back to your local area as well. So it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're in the United States, you can use that. Off of that, Nikki, the, the national suicide hotline, there's also a website there that has a lot of good information. Yes, yes, lots of cool categories that you can click on. Um, they have specific information for maternal mental health, veterans, um, deaf, hard of hearing, or hearing loss, things for youth, loss survivors. It goes on and on. The, the list goes for a while. And um, I, the the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, which spells talk. So if you can remember the two seven three talk. So that's a fairly easy one to remember. And also there was a book that you'd mentioned you wanted to talk about called The Opposite of Worry. Yes, yes. This book, it's by Lawrence J. Cohen, PhD. Um, it's called The Opposite of Worry, The Playful Parenting Approach to Childhood Anxieties and Fears. And I've seen therapists and parents and, you know, just interested people read this book and everybody kind of has the same positive sense of, gosh, that was really helpful. That's one of the better books I've read about childhood anxiety. So um, it is available as an audiobook, ebook, print book, and I, I'd say it's it's average length. It's eight hours and nine minutes is the audiobook, which is, which is shorter than a lot of books that I've read lately. So um, 
but really digestible, good information, solid things that you can do as a parent to help your child with anxiety. Can we also just plug really quickly, we, we've talked about audiobooks and there's there's companies out there that you can pay a subscription fee or you can download them as well. A lot of local libraries have this for free. So yes, check out your do. local library and you can download these digital copies for free if they have the book and if someone else doesn't have them. So save you some money. And sometimes even if they don't have the book, you can talk to them and they can you can request it and they can get it for you because they know you want it. And so, yeah, it's very easy to get free or very low cost audiobooks, ebooks, things like that today. And of course, you know, go to your library for a print book too. Sure. Absolutely. Another website. I, I do think, Chad, we mentioned this one in the episode about the brain when we were talking about, you know, de-escalating kids, but consciousdiscipline.com. Um, and so conscious discipline is, is a, a, an approach to childhood management, trauma-informed education, um, and now, you know, a little bit of like parenting and emotional literacy development. And um, I'm seeing it used in schools. I'm seeing it used in homes. And they have a lot of amazing resources for free. So things that you can print out. They have um, video clips that you can watch that illustrate different strategies for things. You can order. Their, they make tools and toys and games and interactive things that you can use with kids to help build emotional literacy. And you can order from their website. Um, the free things, of course, you, I think you have to create an account you know, with a sign-in and password, but then you can print those materials out for free. And they're really, really good. So conscious discipline and that, that's fun to spell. Uh, C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S discipline, D-I-S-C-I-P-L-I-N-E.com. Um, and they just, it's, it's a great website with lots, lots of different things about childhood mental health, trauma-informed care, and um, emotional literacy for kids. That's a lot of great resources, Nikki. So it's a good place to get people started and to go. And then it's easy to go down rabbit holes once you start getting into stuff. But all of this is there to help you out. And uh, that's kind of the goal of our our, our podcast too, right? Is to, to help you out, whether you're a parent, an educator, or just an adult. I don't really know where I was going with that. <laughs> and that's the whole goal of our podcast, right? We want to start a conversation. And we always tell you at the end that the conversation starts with you. But before we do that, we just want to tease ahead to our next episode. Every Wednesday in May, we We've dropped a new episode, so we have one more to go in May. And we're going to talk about how you can use your mental health condition, more specifically probably anxiety, to your benefit. Make it kind of your superpower. So instead of looking at it as kind of a, a crutch or something, it's like, hey, how can this help me and, and make me a better person? So as Chad said, our goal is to start a conversation, and that conversation continues with you. 